You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought as a dentist, where should I go with social media? How do I make our marketing better? Where do I even start? Well, if you've ever thought that, I bring on the expert, Dr. Christian Coachman, who's one of the best of all time on social media, and he shares the top three lessons he learned about social media in this podcast. It is awesome. You have to listen to this. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the podcast, the Best Practices Show podcast. I'll tell you, I'm having so much fun doing this because I tell you guys this all the time, but what's so cool about what I get to do is I get to hang out with some very, very cool people in dentistry and they get to share their wisdom. And our whole goal with the podcast is to help you create a better practice and a better life. Today, the ongoing series with a dear friend of mine, Dr. Christian Coachman. I don't know how he does what he does, but he's the best single-handedly in a category of one, as far as social media goes. And so I said to him today, why don't we talk about the top three lessons you've learned from social media? And he said, let's do it. So Christian, <laughs> thank you back. Thank you for coming back, my friend. Pleasure, Kirk. Always a pleasure. Pleasure to share, to chat with you. I always learn. I always enjoy. Uh, that's why we've been doing this uh, once a week and, and it has been an amazing experience. And uh, what is cool is that, you know, as you know, I go to US all the time, at least once a month, if not more. And uh, I can see that uh, recently uh, the impact of this podcast is helping create awareness about our work. And we see people coming to me to talk about some of the topics that we discussed uh, uh, thanking us for covering some of the topics. And so it's beautiful to be able to see that uh, we are generating some kind of impact, positive impact people are enjoying and hopefully we stay relevant. We stay in this path of helping people succeed. Yeah, absolutely. I just, we're going to keep doing it too. Now I do want to start here. Uh, it's the journey. I want you to talk about the journey up until this point, because you were doing some very cool things. You were also an early adopter. You went first. There were a lot of times where, uh, and then social media as it has and will continue changed. And so can you tell us about your journey? 
So yeah, I you know some people think that I I I I have some kind of a professional marketing communication background, <laughs> but I don't. I never I never really studied marketing uh, communication. Um, you know, uh, speaking, you know, um, but it's just something that I fell in love many, many years ago. And dentistry was generous enough to allow me to work with these topics inside dentistry. I was able to find a way to do what I love the most. That is basically communication uh, in our profession. And, and that's, that's what I do for a living nowadays. So communication became a passion decades ago. And I was lucky as well that when I started to really have something to say, uh, you know, in 2006, seven, when I really started to lecture and my DSD ideas were coming together, uh, that Facebook was also starting in dentistry. It was just starting and um, kind of intuitively, I jumped in full power into Facebook. You know, I was one of the first speakers or teachers to actually use the platform to also teach. At that time, most uh, speakers were kind of afraid of sharing things on social media because they felt that the people would use it, would copy it, uh, would take the ideas as their own. So people, many speakers still today are kind of jealous about their own material, right? They're protective about their slides and pictures and they get really annoyed when somebody else is using their pictures without permission. And I have to say that I was, I was having the, the completely opposite mindset. You know, I started on Facebook with the mindset that I wanted to share absolutely everything, everything I could, everything for free as much as I could. I was sharing all my slides, all my cases, all my ideas, everything. And uh, many of my friends were saying that I was crazy, Christian, you know, uh, people will not come to your courses because they're le learning everything on Facebook from you. Uh, people will take advantage of your ideas. People will say that your ideas are their ideas. And I stick with my plan. And I have to tell you, it was the best decision I ever made. Uh, that made me conclude that the best way to protect is to share. Sharing is the best protecting. Uh, unless your idea has a very strong business model and you want to protect for a little bit to kind of do the uh, protect the IP, register, you know, all these things professionally on the business perspective. But if, you know, too many people spend time and money protecting ideas that are not even going to take them anywhere. <laughs> right. And they're so proud because I have patents. No, I own 10 patents and I own this IP and I own this trademark and say, and 20 years has gone. And what, what happened with them? Oh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you didn't go anywhere. So I decided to share. And it was amazing because yes, at the beginning, there was some copycats at the beginning of DSD, there were people taking over the ideas, changing the names. And I remember people launching the PSD, the TSD, the CDC, the PDC, the whatever, whatever, and whatever. And uh, some people were even calling me back and say, Christian, what do you think is better? Your DSD or, or his PSD or the other one uh, trying to compare. And, and, and uh, the beauty of sharing so, so much is that the number of good people in this world 
is way bigger than the number of bad people in this world. Yeah, I really believe in that. The, the number of people that are grateful for receiving content are much bigger than the number of people that are trying to take advantage of it. So what started to happen was that as the few ones that were trying to take over uh, incorrectly the ideas, they started to be called out by the other ones. People said, no, 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 no. I saw this on Facebook. This is not you. This is Christian, the guy from Brazil. And as I predicted, uh, the copycast faded away completely. And nowadays, everything is history. People know exactly where the ideas come from. So for, for me, the first message is that unless you have an amazing, solid, pragmatic, realistic business model that depends on you holding the idea for a little bit until you legally, officially protect a patent or an idea or an IP, if that's not the case, just share and share as much as you can, and you will only gain from that. Uh, I did it, and it went viral, and uh, it opened the doors of the world. And still today, 15 years later, everywhere I go, the people that were already around 15 years ago come to me to say, you cannot imagine how grateful I am for getting your content for free online, allowing me to be exposed to your ideas. And that made me just one thing. It made me want to meet you in person and do all your courses and learn more from you. So uh, I think that that message is still very strong now. Honestly, sharing useful, useful, not show off information, but useful information in a useful way to help people grow. And you can only grow with it. Okay, go back to that. You have to define useful. Yes. So that for me... Uh, uh, that's for me the key topic on content generation. You know, the amount of information out there is so big and the amount of useless information is huge, right? Uh, one of the words that I prefer the most is effectiveness. We need to be effective. Life is short, time is short, and we need to be effective. Effective if you're sharing an idea or sharing content and effective as you absorb and listen and learn so you can filter, so you can say no, so you can prioritize, so you can really uh, make the best out of your time, you know? Um, so useless information is the easiest thing to do, right? And you see that on social media all the time. So useful information means that you are, of course, it's impossible for you to know how useful your information will be, uh, but you need to at least stop and ask yourself how this is going to help the others. You know, it's not just putting something out there uh, because it, you think it, it worked for you, but to structure that information into recipes and steps and simple take-home messages and always start any kind of information sharing with the question, why are you sharing this with others? Why? So start with the why you're sharing means that you are caring about the impact on, of your information, caring about how this is going to help others. You're putting yourself on the position of the listener and asking yourself, what is BS <laughs> and what is not? What is show off and what is not? You know, 
because there's too much BS, there's too much show off. And there are not many people that are actually putting energy to structure the information in a way that others can absorb and do something with it. So yeah. how can you take uh, something that you think is important and you pick your words and you create recipes and tutorials and one, two, three, ABC, you know, how can you be effective? And, and, and in a short period of time, because you, if you take too long to explain, people will not listen online, you know? Yeah. So it requires a little bit of rehearse of you saying, okay, I have a great idea. I know this idea is not bullshit. I know this is useful. I know that is not show off only. Of course, I want to look good. I, of course, I want to want people to value my information, but it's not only about showing off. Uh, I know this is useful, but let me spend some time rehearsing in my mind how I'm going to translate this in a useful way. And instead of taking a minute, taking 10 seconds to translate that idea. How yeah. can I distill this into a simple recipe? How can I organize this into steps? How can I uh, express myself in a more effective way? As I said, one of my preferred words, effectiveness. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about that? So yeah. I love this. And we're going to talk about the three other, two other lessons. But if I'm a GP listening, say Christian, 32, like you're a Christian coachman. That's easy. You teach a lot of things, but if I'm getting started, I totally agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Give me an example. Anything come to mind of a, of a dentist that you've seen? Oh, this is really good. Um, I'm trying to think of one too. There's so much BS out there, but mm -hmm. yeah. if I was a 32 year old GP and I want to get started, I want to start putting foot, footprint, any, anything come to mind? That's a good so, thing. To yeah. You asked me the three, the three major lessons or the three major things that I try to do to be more effective uh, on social media. And one step one is the, as I said, is the intention. What is the intention? What is the intention of your social media in general, the big picture intention? But what is the intention of that post? What is the intention of that message, that image, that picture? What is the intention of, of, of the video? Oh, I'm, I'm here filming myself. I'm here in Boston on this cool Congress and I'm going to be listening. Why? why? Why are you saying that? You know, what is your intention telling people uh, that you ate steak with fries that dinner? What, what is the intention? Um, be a little bit more strategic with your intention, uh, clarify your intention. So start with the end in mind is for me, the first lesson is the, because honestly speaking, if there's no intention, don't do anything, you know, right. it's a waste for you and the others. If there's no intention. So start with the intention, ask yourself, you're going to see that 95% of the time, you're not going to post anything. And you're going to start forcing yourself to have a better intention, a more meaningful intention, right? So that, that's number one. Love it. When people start to see that everything you post has a noble intention, has a practical intention, uh, has a useful intention. So that's number one. Um, and, and we can talk a little bit more about how to, to find and develop the intention. Yeah. Let's uh, go to number two. Cause I later, yeah. later I want to ask you about, we can go back. Yeah. yeah. No, we we'll go, go back, back and go into the yeah. but let's go to number so two. Intention is number one. Okay. Um, every great teacher has always very clear the intention. If the lecture is 10 minutes, one hour, 
a TED talk, 15 minutes, a full day, a one-year coaching program. There's a clear intention. It's very important to, before I go to two, it's very important to identify two types of people that succeed on social media. One is people that really have an amazing intention. It means that they became famous on social media because they have a very useful intention. Number two type of people in, that are famous on social media are the people that were already famous or very successful. And they are just there on social media. And because they're very famous or successful, they are successful on social media. And that's a big problem because everybody watching say, I want to be famous like this guy. I want to have a social media like this guy. And they are copying and following somebody that has no intention on social media. They're just big and successful because they are big and successful because of other things. So of course we can follow whoever, you know, you can follow people because of the two reasons. You can follow people because they are famous anyway and they're successful anyway. And you can follow people because they're very good on social media itself. So you want to learn from people that are useful, using social media in a useful way. They, they are becoming more successful because of social media, not despite social media. And, and most of the people are admiring people on social media that didn't do anything useful on social media at all. They're just very famous because of other reasons. So try to balance. And when, when you're building strategies, try to learn from type one, not type two, right? Love it. So, so that's number one. Number two lesson for me to succeed on social media is that after you have the why, the intention is very clear. The big picture and every little post intention is very clear. Number two is you need to define what is your character. What is your persona? You know, you need to build your persona. You cannot be all over. Uh, the more you structure yourself in a way that people can connect to that character, right? What parts of you, of course, we don't want to be fake. We don't want to try to be somebody that we are not. But as normal human beings, we are all over. We can be more this one day, more that another day. You know, we can change. We, we can be one person at work, slightly different at home. With friends, we are different, blah, blah, blah. So you need to pick which one that you want to promote, right? Right. Uh, which one you want to highlight. Uh, so building your character on social media and defining it, it, it requires a little bit of exercise. You need to sit down and write down, you know, who are you there, right? What is your... Of course, it's totally connected with the why and the intentions. So you're going to emphasize the pieces of you that can help you with that intention, right? Yeah. If you want to show up always, you know, with a certain outfit out, you know, with a certain style, uh, if you want to be more professional, if you want to be more cool, more relaxed, you know, if you want to uh, be more fun, if you want to be more serious, if you want to be more political, if you want to be more technical, if you want to be more clinical, if you want to be more personal. Um, so, you know, you can, you can have a, a complex, sophisticated persona, but that needs to be also part of a strategy. Right. So, can, you, yeah. can, I, can I ask you about that? Because I love, yeah. this is one of the parts that I love. And so if you're listening to the podcast, just do this, flip up to the notes, 
And you're going to see a link to what I'm referring to. It's Christian's Instagram. Now, one of my favorite things that you do on Instagram that we all wait for, it's kind of like, it's, it's like a Pavlovian. It's like, okay, you've already programmed us. It's the week, the week roundup video where you're running, you're playing with your kids, you're having uh-huh. some fun. I don't, I've never played tennis, but you're playing tennis. Like yeah. it's, it's more, you know, I'm like, he's a speaker, but like, look at all this stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that part, like, how did you come up with, like, is that what you're talking about? So, you know, having a blend is very cool. Uh, a blend, if uh, people want to connect with you, right? They want to connect with you. They want to see that, you know, there's a human connection there. So understanding your lifestyle also helps. You you, you want to blend, uh, again, as part of the strategy, you need to define your strategy. Some people are 100% technical clinical and they succeed completely yeah. on, their, on their social media. Uh, since people are uh, following me a lot because, you know, they, they see that somehow I'm succeeding with what I'm doing. And my success is not a technical clinical success. My success is part of the lifestyle that I was able to build. The balance between uh, health and work, the balance between family and, and traveling uh, for work. And, and so it's part of a strategy. It's it's real. It is me, and there is an intention. Right. I'm intentionally sharing the, my personal, you know, uh, struggles with my lifestyle and with my achievements because it's part of my overall success. So I only started to share uh, these weekly reels with a summary of the week when I started my challenge, my personal challenge, to get to fifty in better shape than when I was 40. So I created a cause, I created a movement, you know, and, and you can do that. You can, you can define a certain challenge to yourself and uh, establish some landmarks and, and some goals that you wanna achieve and share that with your community. People, people love to see you working hard for that idea, for that goal and, and getting closer to that goal. And and that's the reason why you know I'm I was never posting like my daily life in social media until I had a reason, until I had a purpose, until I had an intention, uh, and that's when things started to work better with my content. Yeah, I love it. I love it. People always love a little bit of behind the scenes, what really happens, what's really going on. You feel more connected to the human being that's teaching you, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I, if it's part, so, it, but it needs to be intentional. It needs to be right. a, a strategic uh, decision, say, and it needs another thing that uh, is very important. And you see that on social media is to be consistent you know, with the content, right? Repeating over and over and over again. It's almost like a TV show that, you know, once you have that same show every week, that same time with, with the same direction, same intention, week after week, month after month, year after year, you slowly build an audience of that show. So your content is the same. You know, you want to create that consistency so people little by little can start connecting. And as you said, expecting that, you know, not that they will intentionally, oh, I'm waiting every week for Christian's week summary. No, but un, incons- uh, unconsciously, you know, uh, uh, when people see that, 
they spend a few seconds more because, oh, oh, Christian just came out with that weekly video. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy these seconds and I'm going to watch it, right? Yeah. So you you have the intention and you have the consistency. So it's a long long term plan. You know, you don't you don't have these things happening like you were talking about your podcast. It doesn't happen like magic. Oh, I'm doing great. I have a great plan. So in three months, it's going to explode. Yeah. No, it's little by little. Yeah. Can I? You and I have had this conversation, and I want you to. I want to ask your perspective on this. When I got started with the podcast, my podcast person's like, you can be crappy, just be consistent. You'll make it better. Consistency is the most important piece yeah. in it. Um, when we started doing video, our friend who's, he's like, listen, we're going to just start. It's going to be terrible. You have to, how, when you speak of consistency, you and I, do you, you know, would you prefer perfect or consistent? We'll pick consistent every time. hundred percent. hundred I'd say that to my team all the time. They're like, oh, but the video is not good enough. But I said, post it consistently. You know, uh, don't go for perfect. You know, we're going to do the best we can. But every week we're going to share this content and every week we're going to get better. But I, I, I think that perfectionism can be a huge enemy in many ways in our life. And, right. and one of them is when it comes to content generation, because it always can be better. You can always edit better. You can always produce better. But the important thing is that you have an intention, a true, honest, useful intention, useful. I'm going to repeat that word, you know, yeah. a useful intention because you're honestly speaking. My life has no use for somebody else. People don't give a damn right? People are worried about themselves. You know, what is in it for me? How can this help me? So there's too much content that is just there because people are showing off or, or showing whatever. When you start with the intention and you have an honest intention towards the other one, then your content is completely different from inception. And yeah. even as you're recording yourself or doing a selfie, it's amazing. When you start with the intention, the real outcome that you want, the real message that you think will be useful for people, you even change the angle, you change the content, you change the words, you change everything because you are constantly thinking, how can I generate value to the other? Right. Not showing off, value to the other. Love it, love it. Now, was that lesson number three, the consistent or... No, so build your, so one is have a clear outcome, a clear intention. B, I'm sorry. B, Number two is, yeah, what's your B, character persona? Yeah. Be yeah. useful. Be yeah. damn useful. You know, that's one. Don't waste my time with your BS. Be yeah. damn useful or don't post anything. Uh, two, build your persona, build your character around that intention, right? Right. Um, explore, be, be on social media, don't be fake, but be the best possible version of yourself, right? right? For good or for bad, you know, be honest, be transparent, show your weaknesses, don't be the superhero, don't be always right, don't be always cool, be yourself, be honest, be transparent, but explore, the highlights 
of you as a person, focusing on the other, connected to the intention. That's number two. Number three, you cannot delegate content generation. People don't want to follow your social media team. People don't want to follow your company. People don't want to follow your practice. People want to follow you. They want to connect with you. If you have an intention and a cool character, they want to follow you. So it's that's why, you know, uh, uh, personal social media accounts are always much bigger than company social media accounts. So you need to be the one behind your content, meaning I know you're super busy. If you're a clinician, practice owner, you're crazy, insanely busy. Don't waste your time and money. If, if you don't have a solution to be in charge of your content, don't even waste your time. So what is the, 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 the goal here is to find a system that you can have the final word and the content can represent you in the best way possible without wasting too much time. Love right? It. Unless, unless you have somebody on your team that is good and have more time and becomes the face of your business. That's also cool. Right. You know, you're the practice owner. You don't need to be the the main character of your practice. That's a very smart move, by the way. And many times, if you can control your ego, <laughs> if you can control your ego to put somebody else as the persona, you know, and, and explore, maybe a young associate or maybe the hygienist or, or maybe somebody that has great communication potential and you use that person as the ambassador of your practice, maybe as the character. And then you build and you invest on the character of that person. But if it's gonna be you, you need to be the one controlling the content generation. Um, so you need to organize sessions. You know, the best way to do it is, is to pick an afternoon and create content for six months, right? Yes. But again, that content will be useless if you don't start with the intention if your persona is not clarified, and if you don't have a clear reason why you're spending energy with it, where, where do you want to send people? Because you're not making money from Instagram. Instagram is paying you zero. That's not your business. Why are you wasting time on social media? What do you yeah. want from it? Yeah. No? Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. that was going to be my very next question is how do I find time? And so what we do here, and we're not anywhere near, and I'm, I'm learning, I, I got some work to do based on what you've already shared, is we call it batching, which is, for instance, the podcast, I'll shoot six to 10 a week, but we release three a week, and now it's 10 weeks out. Mm -hmm. And so we've always got a lot of in the, in the queue. And so I yeah. love what you're saying. And there's, an, there's a practice in our community. They do exactly what you said, two days a year they come in on a Friday and they have a film crew and they bring in, you know, St. Patrick's day, you know, Valentine's day, they make it fun. They make it relevant. They make a whole day of it and they batch content, which means yep. they're creating content that can mm -hmm. be released later. They also yep. supplement it with current things that are going on and it's very authentic, you know, type yep. of a thing. Yep. Yep. So is that what you're talking about? Batching e content? Exactly. Batching yeah. is the, the right word to explain it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's hard to stop every week for a few hours, you know, to to create uh, content. So the the more structured content, you can batch it. You know, of course, that there are things that are happening and and on that exact moment, you want to be able to capture that moment that is not Mm -hmm. pre-planned. So you also, in in combination with the more structured content that you want to organize in batches, and I believe that two times a year, half a day or maybe a full day, focus on that. If the scripts and the stories and 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 the topics that you want to cover are already pre-organized, right? In one day, you can record so much content to be able to spread during the whole half a year. Yeah. So that's the batch content. On the other hand, there's many things that are happening right here, right now. So you do need to have, uh, you need to have somebody on your team. You need to find on your team who is that person. It's not easy that person that has an eye to capture moments before you even say, right? Uh, and, and I see that on specific people, you know, on my team, for example, as something interesting is happening, as it's already started, that those few minutes, something cool is happening, and I look around and that person already has the camera on. That person was able to identify the opportunity it's usually natural storytellers, people that love capturing stories and sharing stories. They usually have an eye to capture these moments. So many times this skill that is amazing for me is dormant inside people. So you need to identify that and empower that and give freedom. Say, look, your phone is one of the most important instruments for our business. Your phone and your eyes, your capacity to identify moments is key. It doesn't mean we're going to use everything that you're recording. It doesn't mean that every moment will end up with a great ending, but don't miss the opportunity. Don't be shy. And I'm empowering you and I'm asking you that if you do this properly, this can become something huge for us, for the business, for you. So do it, right? Yeah. Do it. And, and that person will be able to capture moments that afterwards you can just edit quickly here and there. And, and these are usually the best pieces of content. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think the important thing, if you're listening to the podcast, is the framework, the thinking behind what Christian has shared is the lessons. And you know how dentists are. They want to know the tool and the specifics and the mechanic. And I do want to ask you this because this is a question. Just, comes can up. I just share one more? I think this oh, is on, on five. On finding the person that can do this, that has this dormant talent, one one suggestion to find that, you know, many people love doing social media content, but don't confuse people that love doing social media content with this person that is a natural storyteller. Uh, One way to separate them or to, to differentiate them is that Somebody that loves doing social media content, but is constantly putting himself or herself in the center of the story is not a storyteller. Right. So, let, you know, the selfie thing. No, the, the, the people with the dormant storytelling talent are the ones that do it quietly. And they are not jealous about the fact that the, the main per, uh, character of that little story is not themselves. 
they're capturing the story. It's the difference between the main actor and the director, mm-hmm. right? The director loves capturing, even if people don't have a clue that he's the one behind the scenes capturing it. Uh, the actor wants to show in front of the camera. So most of the people doing social media content, they are in front of the camera showing off. You, that's not the person you want right? because they will not have the eyes to see the stories of others. They only see their own story and they only capture their own story. Uh, and that's easy. Everybody thinks that we are in the center of the story. So we, we immediately when we think we are doing something cool, what we do, we take the phone. That's not the person you're trying, you're looking for. You're, you're looking for the person that you see that when something else is looking cool, that they have no credits for that cool factor, no credits. They see and they capture that moment. Yeah. And usually they go to the person afterwards and say, look, look what I captured from you. Look how cool you're looking. Look how cool the story between you talking to that other person. And I captured exactly when you said that word. I thought it was so cool when you said that word. And they, look at the reaction of the other person. Really enjoying what you just said. And look, I did this video, right? Love. So this is the, the, the storyteller, is the, is the one that loves capturing these moments. And, and, and you may find somebody on your team that has this naturally. You know, many times it's not the marketing person that you hired. Many times it's not the one in charge of the social media. Sometimes it's, it's the lady that, that, you know, somebody that is cleaning the instruments or somebody that is, uh, you know, the, the, the technician on the back of the room, uh, uh, front desk person, wh- whoever, you know, do a little bit of research. And I'm pretty sure you're going to find somebody on your team that has that dormant natural talent to capture special moments. That is so good. I have one more question. I know I can't keep you forever, but I, it's a technical question because I do get this question right now in the world of social, as we're shooting this podcast, it's November 20th, 2023. There's a huge battle going on in the world between Instagram and TikTok and Instagram is feeling the pressure from TikTok. So as they do that, they change their algorithms uh-huh. and video reels have now become a chat, like the, the conversation. And you've mm-hmm. seen Facebook adopt it. And now, and I, I, I just got on TikTok. It's almost dangerous. You can't even get off of it. It's so addictive. And so it's like, where it's anyone's guess, but where's this all going? I want to, I want you to predict the future, Christian. So we know we, we, we hopefully we're gonna hit the bottom of social media soon, meaning it can't get much worse, right? The addiction, the waste of time, the fake news, the level of fake information, the no ethics, no moral fight that we see on social media—it's a disaster, right? We we are hitting bottom low, uh, and and. But as an optimistic person, I, I feel like we are heading to understanding this bottom and then naturally people understanding that they cannot trust these channels, that they cannot be addicted to these channels. And you see these topics coming more and more often. And, and so we're going to find balance, I, I, I hope, I believe. Um, of course, with AI, uh, social media will change completely. And the way 
you know, uh, people generate content is going to change. Everybody, uh, everybody will be able to generate text that is perfect professional. Everybody will be able to generate images and videos and, you know, so everything is, is dumbing down in a way that, um, uh, you know, it's transforming everybody more equal, right? So for me, and we talked about this with Brandon when we did our podcast with Brandon, it's going to be all about trust. The more we mature, you know, and everything in, in human history does mature. So we're going to mature. We're going to become a society, at least the free, democratic, Western society, will become mature in terms of social media, uh, in terms of AI. We're going to achieve that maturity because we did with other things, right? When these big things happen in, in human history, the beginning is always chaos, you know, or it's people taking advantage of others. But then you mature. You start to re understand how the game plays. Uh, so we will mature. And what it means maturing means that we will know that the truth is one thing. Social media is something completely different. <laughs> that being honest is one thing. Social media is different. Social media is whatever. Social media is whatever. So the key will be to find ways to become a trusted voice, right? Becoming a trusted voice is the key. Technologically speaking, on how we are able to prove that a video is true, that a message is true, that a news is true, and, and we're going to find the ways to mature that and, and, and filter that, right? We're going to find the channels that are telling the truth. We're going to find the professionals that are telling the truth. We're going to find the dentists that are the most trusted voices in that environment. So for me, uh, I, I think that actually as we hit the bottom and social media look, social media and AI looks like they're going to take over the humankind. Uh, I think that in fact, what this whole thing is doing is that we're going to start valuing more and more and more and more real human connections. That's going to become the, the thing, right? Because the more we cannot trust all these channels, the more we're going to get information and say, I'm not going to trust any of this. Even if it sounds so good, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to trust. I'm going to actually go drive to my friend, knock on his door, open the door and say, can you repeat what I just saw in my eyes? Do you really believe that? Was it really you? You know, do you really feel like that? You know, how can I trust you? And so human connections will become more and more important. Knowing exactly who you can trust will become more and more important. So as a professional, we want to emphasize our ethics, our moral, and emphasize the fact that we are so good on topic A, B, and C, and we really know how to express ourselves in topic A, B, and C that people can trust us. So how can you become the most trusted voice in the topics, not in dentistry in general, it's too big. Pick your battles, find the topics that you love the most, the topics that you know you are unique, you are special, that you are different. Find those topics and become an amazing ethical communicator about those topics and become the most trusted voice in your area in those topics.
So well said. So well said. Christian, any last thoughts? I know you got to run for our listeners. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good or how bad you are with social media. As a practice owner, by far, word of mouth is still the best way to grow your practice. So everybody talks about social media, but it's a smaller piece of the puzzle of success. Don't overvalue it. And if you don't feel like don't even go there, you're not going to disappear if you are focused on transforming patients into fans for real in the real world, in person, and you're transforming effectively your patients into fans and your fans into promoters. That's by far the number one way to grow your practice. Now, if you are already mastering this, uh, and when I say mastering, be much tougher on yourself in terms of saying there's so much more I can do to transform patients into fans and fans into promoters. Think about how to empower your word of mouth. Dentists are only scratching the surface of all the things that we can do to empower word of mouth. That's by far the priority. And as you become a master on this, of course you can, on top of it, also leverage social media. If you have a reason for, if you have a very clear intention, useful intention, if you have the energy to build your character online, and if, you have a system to generate content without wasting time. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Christian, as always, thank you so much. So stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But uh, Pleasure, my friend. Always. Oh, it's so fun. So I have so much work to do now. I got to get a new plan in place for 2024. So <laughs> I hope you guys are listening to this because he's the guy who does this. He's the leader. And so I'm going to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to the podcast, do me a favor, just flip up your phone and then go to the show notes right underneath. And you're going to see a link to Christian's social media. You also see a link to uh, Digital Smile Design. You'll see a link to the DSD residency course, but I'm going to encourage you as a result of today's podcast, go check out his social media. You're going to see a representation of what we just talked about and it'll give you a great idea. And then follow him because it's always cool. It's always exciting. Uh, I promise you'll learn a lot. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch this journey that you're on, Christian. So stick around. Uh, uh, well, not stick around, but continue to chime in and send us suggestions. You're going to see we got a lot of really cool guests coming up on my series, our series with Dr. Christian Coachman. And I won't even tell you who they are, but they're some of the very biggest names in dentistry on the road ahead. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. 
I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.